couple of weeks ago, I brought you an interview with Jacinta Hanneken where she spoke about MPOX. It's a virus that did have a, quite a large outbreak this time last year, so around Pride events in the US and Europe. There was a lot of fear because it's MPOX. There was this pox, this rash that was showing up that was really uh, quite horrific, quite painful, but also there was the the fear of stigma of this being labelled as the next gay disease, just mm. like HIV or AIDS was back in the day. It was m- mostly, and in some places, only spreading amongst the sexual networks of men who have sex with men, so gay and bi men and other people who have sex with those people. It was kind of this really looming threat of being a very stigmatising, painful kind of infection that had the potential to have a really big outbreak. Yeah, I remember reading about it last year and reading about the symptoms and thinking like the facial lesions. I've already got a face for radio. Like that would have been game <laughs> over for me. Yeah. But now there's been that that progress. Yes, yes. And I think that the thing that it comes down to is vaccination. At the time there was a vaccine which was similar to or or the same as the smallpox vaccine. And so there was only a very small amount of that vaccine available worldwide. And so there was quite a lot of panic around what do we do if we don't have enough vaccine. They kind of changed the method of how it was delivered to people. So it was what they call subcutaneous injection. So where they inject it under the dermal layer of the skin rather than a standard in the arm flu shot procedure. And so then there was also this stigma around by doing this subcutaneous injection, it was leaving a mark on people's skin for a number of weeks. And so it was like, oh, you can see if someone's had the MPOX vaccine and you know that there's someone who is a man who has sex with men. And so a lot of fear and, and kind of panic around the whole situation. But in saying that, the community really turned up and got vaccinated. We had thousands and thousands of people just here in Melbourne who came to pop-up clinics at various places and got their first dose of the vaccine. And then when it was possible, people had their second dose of the vaccine. And I guess the really great thing about MPOX is that you do only need those two doses and then you're covered basically for life. It's not something that you need, you know, a dose of every year to maintain your resistance to the virus. People got vaccinated. In some cases, people changed how they were having sex and they were more aware of symptoms of the virus. So what we would hope people generally do if you're feeling unwell, if you have cold or flu or fever symptoms, you don't go and have sex with people. We did start to see an outbreak, particularly here in Melbourne and New South Wales, kind of levelled off and then dropped off almost completely. And we've only seen really a small handful of cases come into Australia, mainly by international travellers. There are a few cases around the time of World Pride in Sydney, but besides that, the threat's really backed off. But of course, we're still encouraging people to get vaccinated if they are at risk and they haven't yet had their vaccination or if you haven't yet had your second dose. Getting that extra protection from the second dose is really important and, like I said, basically covers you for the rest of your life. And that was Jacinta Hennigan from Thorn Harbour Health talking about MPOX there. So, Lachlan, what's happening now? Well, we're not having fun anymore. So, Victoria Health issued a health alert on Friday morning and it says that after we had had the most recent case of MPOX in November 2022, months and months ago, on Friday, unfortunately, two locally acquired cases of MPOX were reported 
in Victoria. So it's back and it's in the community. So what does Victoria Health recommend? Right now, the the health alert they are recommending that people with symptoms of MPOX should seek medical care and testing. It's really important to remember that when you do have symptoms, well, that could actually be 21 days after you've been exposed to MPOX. So it would be a good idea to, to really be quick on that because you don't know how long you've been in the community with this. So any suspected or confirmed MPOX cases, the health department is wanting you to urgently notify them on 1300 651 160. That's 1300 651 160. Now, obviously, uh, getting the correct medical care is really important, but is there a vaccine? There is a vaccine, and it's available for free through certain sexual health clinics, hospitals, and GPs. And so that is what people were doing last year. You know, they really you know, rolled up their sleeves literally to get the vaccine to try and stop the spread of those cases. But it is still available. It is still free. So if you meet one of the following criteria, which is post-exposure vaccination, if you have kind of high-risk close contacts of MPOX cases, all sexually active men who have sex with men, so that includes gay and bisexual men, cis and trans, they can also get a free MPOX vaccine. Sexual partners of the above, sex workers, laboratory workers who analyse specimens of MPOX cases, which they weren't doing and now they will be doing again, most likely, and also healthcare workers at higher risk of exposure to patients with MPOX. The best time to get your MPOX vaccine, the first dose at least, was 28 days ago because you do need to wait 28 days before the second dose. The second best time is now. So if you are looking for support, you're in the queer community, you can ring the Department of Health, but also you could reach out to Q Life. Their helpline number is 1800 184 527. That is 1800 184527. Hi, we're Chris and Laura from Love Boner. And you're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin. My name is Sarah. I am joined by Liz, Lachlan, and Ruby. Hi. Hey. Now. This week. You mean business. You were sensationalized by it, Sarah. I sh- like this is I actually gasped. how you found out. Yeah, let's let's do a reenactment of a conversation. They've been this on week, for this guys. This week, Millionaire Hot Seat was sensationally put on hiatus, which is the uh, operative word for cancelled, after decades on the air. It's the last episode ever will air in January. <gasps> oh my god. What happens to Eddie McGuire? I think they have to just take him out the back and oh. put him in the deep freeze. Oh, no. <laughs> no not, not Eddie. He's finished. Eddie, I'm sorry, but tonight we can exclusively reveal that Millionaire Hot Seat was cancelled to make way for Australia's new favourite 5pm gay show. Game show, sorry. But that still works. Queer Coded or Brunswick presenting. Historically, it has not been okay to be gay, so communities have developed discreet ways of signalling they are queer while maintaining plausible deniability and evading suspicion. Such as? Such as. We have the gay ear for earrings. The carabiner. But today's soft boys have developed entirely new ways of blurring the lines. We're going to go through a couple now, and we are going to decide are they queer-coded or just Brunswick presenting. Okay, first one. Pearl necklaces. I say Brunswick. Brunswick presenting? Brunswick presenting. State your case. Um, well, okay, first of all, I'm wearing a pearl necklace right now and I am gay. So that that doesn't actually help your case. But I think it's a fashion item. You think it's a fashion item? And I think that... But this is a man who cares about being fashionable. <laughs> it's quite queer-coded. Yes, and I also think that uh, Brunswick presenting people also like to be quite fashionable. Okay, you're locking it in? Locking it in. Okay. Ruby, 
nail polish, queer coded or Brunswick presenting? I need the dramatic music to help me think. There we go. Um, <laughs> that was so well done. I know. Um, what if they have a top coat? Does that make yeah, a difference? Yeah, what if they have a top coat? Does that, does that make a difference? Let's say they do. I don't know. 20 seconds? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Queer coded. Yeah. Top coat, queer coded. Yes. Just, just plain nail polish. Let's chip it away real quick. I... Friends were presenting. This is really upsetting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Locking it in. Locking it in. Okay, are you sure? Because this is the thing, right? It was complicated. There was a guy. We were dancing. We then got coffee a little bit later. And then I find out that he had been involved in a musical, also quite queer-coded for a man. I'm sorry, but... I find out that someone had been absolutely scandalised and taken a photo of me dancing with this man to show his girlfriend a makeup artist <gasps> on that musical. And I was like, this man had a top coat. Like, oh, his nail polish was better than my, my nail polish. God. That is so clear coated. His girlfriend's a makeup artist. Sometimes there's more than meets the eye. Fair enough. Okay, our next one. Having a Depop account or thrifting, queer coded or Brunswick presenting. <laughs> Liz, I feel like this one's to you. Wait, no, repeat the question, shit. <laughs> Thrifting. Having Thrifting. a Depop account. Mine's recorded. Mine's recorded? Easy. Yeah. Sure? Is and it maybe just because he lives as well? Yeah. Yeah, people are clearing out savers and selling on Depop. Yeah, guys, guys, calm down. Savers? <laughs> I, I, I like the savers, and so far I've been there twice with two different people and I'm just very safely say Brunswick coded. Okay. Okay, Brunswick coded, locking it in. Okay, our next one. Doc Martens, queer coded or Brunswick presenting? Just oh. wait. Uh oh. Uh oh. The music might have run out, guys. Well, okay. <laughs> Give me Maybe. a second. Keep, oh, keep wait, going. No, hold keep on. Going. We want to keep going. Keep going. We got this. We haven't we had this. enough. We got this, guys. The suffering will continue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry, guys. Okay, okay. Doc Martens, queer coded um, or Brunswick presenting? On a non man, queer coded. Yeah. What makes it queer coded? It's a mentality. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Ruby, what are we thinking? I don't know. I was gonna say I was gonna say Brunswick coated. Yeah. I feel like you know, like a like a three hundred dollar boot, very Brunswick coated. Very true. They probably thrifted it though. Yeah. Because they true. love savers. This is true. But like, who's giving my good dog ones? A lot of people. Really? Yeah. A lot of people can't get past the pain. Oh. It, Five seconds. Come to a conclusion, guys. I forgot, there was a time I was about to tell a story about my first time owning Doc Muttons, but... No, you still can. You still can. My first time ever buying Doc Muttons, I didn't realise it was like you had to wear them in, right? And like, I didn't realise that whole process. First time I wore Doc Muttons, full day, like I was like at uni from like 8am to 8pm, I wore ankle socks. It was worn in by the end of that, I hope. Uh, I got home and I was convinced that those shoes were going to be full of my blood. Uh, (laughs) It was the most painful day of my life. I was like, I... I'm stupid. <laughs> I mean, adding on to that, I did have a friend who wore only brought Doc Martens to her Europe trip and walked around Paris and them. Oh. Best be best be known that at the end of that trip, they were most definitely worn in. Yes. She was suffering the entire time. Had but she ever owned Docs before? No, those yeah. were the first. It's yeah. like, you have to like, it's like, you know, losing your dog virginity, you know? What I've learned, what I've learned from all of this, from everyone else's suffering is if I want to own a pair of Docs, Get them off the thrift store. Yeah, <laughs> nice I've, and worn in for mm. you. 
No, That's, but they mold to your feet though. Yeah. Is the thing. So it's still you're still gonna have a breaking period. You just gotta anyway. wear really thick socks and just wear them around the house, like like for like one mm. hour a day. Like I'm not a dock scholar, but I have met someone who has like this pair of docks, and I'm like, those do not look like docks, and they are gorgeous, and I want them. Okay, our next one, and this is specifically in a man, emotional availability, queer coded or Brunswick presenting. Go. Well, they could be queer. Or they could have just gone to therapy. That's very true. What if they have like a book of poetry? Brunswick hooded. You're right. Brunswick presenting. Yeah. I'm like thinking like sitting in the park somewhere in one of the. Yeah, looking like brooding, you know? I'd say so. Our last one, our bonus question based on true events a lesbian haircut, but they're a man. Queer coded or Brunswick presenting. <laughs> to the floor. I hate you. Sarah, this was... No, I need to... This is the thing. We have this in here to correct the record. This is our favourite haircut. This is our favourite haircut. It's the haircut. haircut of the this day. Is, we come to the consensus uh, that we all like it. Oh my God, I love this haircut. This is the thing. Like, it wasn't a diss. No, I meant it in the highest of regards. Everyone you knows a, how much I love... Lesbian, yeah, everyone knows really how much I love masculine. <laughs> Just like so much. Um, (laughs) Eight, seven. Quick, I don't know. Brunswick presenting. Quick, quick. Quick, I don't know. Three. So there we go, Queer Coded or Brunswick presenting. We were so excited for it. And then as we were pre producing it throughout the week, I was thinking, like, hey, should we be gatekeeping aesthetics and making sweeping judgments about the way people identify based on just superficial stereotypes? Or. Should we actually try to get to know them? Obviously, we should make sweeping. <laughs> I mean, look, obviously going up to someone and asking if they're queer, that's just not an option at all. But we have some alternatives, Sarah. We do. You can do a little background check. Check yeah. them out on the socials. See I what's was, going on. I was actually talking to someone the other day, and I was like, I love that you have said that you do this too, so now I'm not the only one. They were like, I do like a background check on LinkedIn. Like, I will mm. look through their LinkedIn profile like before, you know, you got to be careful there. They've got LinkedIn Premium. They can see that you stalked them. And also no, they know mode. that Private you've... mode on LinkedIn. That oh, is the life hack. Know. Yes. Fair enough. You know, that, that did answer my question too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking from experience? Absolutely speaking from experience. It's like, is this person like, have they worked in hospo? Can they like, can they handle chaos? Are they a sandwich artist? <laughs> Are they someone who has never worked a day in their life? And then it's like, well, someone comes from money. I actually saw an article of like a girl using LinkedIn as a dating app. So she would basically like find people on LinkedIn that she was interested in and then she would hang out at like near their work areas Whoa, or like cafes that they like uh, go to creepy. and then basically like formulate like a meet cute so they didn't oh, know that no, she stalked them off weird. LinkedIn but that's, that's how weird. she'd find out like a, she'd find a rich not nah, that's stalker partner. stalker behavior no nah. LinkedIn I, lover the new horror movie from A24 <laughs> Literally. Look, it's also like maybe you just ask them, but in a way where they don't know you're asking. Mm. Sarah, you had a good one earlier today. There's a couple here. There's Are you a, a friend here. of Dorothy? Are you a friend of Dorothy? That is Who an is... old one, right? It is an old one. <laughs> Who's Dorothy? Did we did we find out or? I. If you know, you know. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. If you. If you don't know who Dorothy is, you probably. If you're aren't a friend, friend of Dorothy, you then know you're you know. a friend of Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah. I think the easier one for the people who may not understand that reference is do you listen to the girl in red? To the girl in, to red. Girl in red. There is only well, one. Clearly. There is only clearly one. She's wearing a red jumper. <laughs> so sorry, guys. Clearly, I am not one of those. If you're a woman and you're wearing red right now, who gave you the right? <laughs> like, let's, um, we're editing this in post. 
We this are. isn't live, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Another one, I was vividly reminded of a Tumblr post I saw where someone just was like in their cereal aisles looking at all the off-brand cereals and was like, all of these feel like slurs that someone would call me like a euphemism. like, oh, is he a marshmallow matey? Is he a Fruit Loop? <laughs> yeah, I see it. I see it. And then... Um, well, maybe you, maybe you just be really upfront. It's pee week. When's the last time you got pegged? Do you I- know where your prostate is? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how not to ask. I did have somebody come up to me at a party, look at me and go, are you on the spectrum? <laughs> <gasps> no! And then when I looked at her really confused because I was like, that's not a nice thing to say to somebody. She was like, are you gay? And I was like, that's, that was... Oh, different. Not the question no. I thought you were asking, darling. My gosh. Just like, yeah, you just don't just walk up to someone and ask them any of those questions, you know? It's a bit, like, on the nose. And this is why you keep an eye out for pearl necklaces, nail polish, <laughs> thrift store clothes, and you make an assumption. You make a sweeping assumption based on stereotypes. I feel like that's what we've learned here. <laughs> Asking questions no, no, is cancelled. <laughs>